1: Yes. Yes. yes! Wow! Yes. Oh my gosh! Oh my
2: gosh! This oh is season gosh. two of the Litmus Podcast! Yes. You're locked in right now with me, swaz McKayley, and.
1: Me, the real Ben Hurst.
2: And we've got a very, 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 very special guest in the house. Wow. We've got Mete Corbin in the building! Not hey,
3: you're Making me feel very important right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Man, you are important. very
3: important. Oh, thank you. Look,
1: Look at this thank suit. <laughs> i was it's like, you not swag. even playing games, you know? today, I
3: know. it's a serious nah, thing. I feel way too overdressed today. Nah, it's no. not even a You
2: need
1: to start rocking that it on
3: the day day Okay, I'm gonna start doing that. Is this your casual wear? Nah nah no, nah. No, tell able. us the truth, tell us the truth. Nah. You don't have to lie in here, it's a I'm, safe a real, space. I'm one of those people who will turn up to like my council chamber meetings like in ripped up jeans and stuff. Really? Yeah. Are you allowed
1: to do that? Yeah. I feel like that's against the law.
3: They do have protocol. Like I said, they have, you know, you have <laughs> like, to- isn't that illegal? Yeah. You have to have certain dress wear, but like I just do. Matters right. does what you want, to do, yeah. do you. Yeah. You get away with it when you're young. I'm from Inns, Rebel. I'm from bro.
2: So you've just said that you've gone into chambers. What do you do, my friend? What do you do for work? So, so I'm a councillor.
3: I'm a councillor, not as in a therapist councillor, but as in a politician. Oh. Um, so I represent. Uh, count- well, I'm think about this, but I represent Stoke um in shout Hackney. Out Stoke Newton, shout out yeah. Hackney. If before. you haven't been, it's the best part, uh, part of Hackney is and London back? as well. So. Is it? Yeah, it is. Have you been uh, to Hackney before?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Man's been yeah. about you, know I mean, man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> You talk too much though on the podcast. You, get, you can't really say too many things out here, bro. <laughs> Streets are cold though. <laughs> 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 yeah, stocky's
3: always been the nice and trendy part of hackney. Okay. Yeah. so do, are
2: you born and bred hackney.
3: I'm born in Cyprus, but I moved to Hackney when I was two. Oh okay. wow. Yeah, 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 so you're really so, about this life. Yeah, you made it through.
1: How do you know? <laughs>
3: Uh, twenty-seven. Wow! They said you wouldn't make it. They wow. said you wouldn't make
1: it to twenty-five. Yeah. You
3: know, it's P. I just turned twenty-seven, so it was well. Shout to happy you! Happy birthday, birthday yeah. bro! Yeah. I was I was waiting for you to sort of sing "Happy Birthday" for me on. Happy birthday to, to
1: you, you. everybody! Happy birthday to you. to you. This is a banger. Happy, happy birthday. birthday, you don't sing <laughs> Wow! Happy, happy birthday. Yeah.
2: Hey. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh, no, oh. I'll play the keyboard. No, stop it. Okay. What did this you do is your for your birthday? birthday?
3: Gift. Um, what did I do for my birthday? I went out with uh, friends just for what, dinner.
1: What do counsellors do for their birthday? I feel like this is you know proper is? behind the scenes. Nah, so
3: we get do you know, I'll be honest with you, one of the hardest things about being a politician, especially when you're young, is you can't really be your age, so you can't really go out and just you know have you a nice movement, yeah uh. so you have like very boring sort of just so, dinners so, and... so when
2: you're at work what age are you trying to be <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question so, isn't it guess,
3: okay <laughs> i'll ask you a question what do you think the average age of a counsellor is in the uk
1: 50
3: f- uh 47
2: 50 <laughs> My mid, two ages, you know? <laughs> mid, mid 40s
3: okay. mid 40s to early 50s so i what about you um
2: maybe older i'm gonna go for a strong 49 66 66 wow. oh,
1: i was gonna be really ages there that was yeah. rude that's 66 that's yeah. 66. a lot of life that's been lived yeah
3: more
2: life. it's a
1: lot of experience so
2: what age are you going into work as
3: probably like 40 50 really yeah really? so you have to be like it's hard because you've got to manage a lot of relationships you know there's a lot of things you have to learn very quickly um so i had to adapt very very quickly uh, when I first became a counselor,
1: how did how did you get into this? I feel like surely this was accidental. No,
3: because actually, do you know what? When I like growing up in Hackney, and a lot of people don't know this, but Hackney was a sort of very rough part um, of London, of the UK. Yeah. And um, I was one of actually sixty-three percent of eleven-year-old pupils who had to leave the borough to go to school uh, because all the schools were getting shut down. So right. at a very young age, I was very politicized. So when I used to go to school in Waltham Forest, I used to see all the opportunities that they used to have for kids there, and for me, I used to think. Why don't we have these opportunities in Hackney? So I used to always argue with my teachers and everything. And um, it was only till one of them said to me, actually, do you know what? You should use your energy to something more positive and maybe get into <laughs> think about it guys' politics. <laughs> like, don't argue with me. me. Yeah. <laughs> argue with the politicians. Yeah, yeah no, That's good advice. So um, I decided to join the Labour Party wow. um, at the age of 14. When you say start... join,
1: what do you mean? Like canvassing and stuff?
3: No, I just joined as a member online. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I had online then, but probably on paper I joined. but Well, you um, are
2: 47 now, so yeah. maybe I'm <laughs> <That's laughs> in my 20s at 2 years old, yeah. a wiser man. Wow, um, you was really about this political life from mm, from early on. Yeah. Th- do you feel like it um like that argumentative spirit, like not to say that yeah. you but just the just the idea that you'd have something to say that back?
1: Dark rebellious side <laughs> of you.
2: Do you feel like it's quenched in politics? Do you feel like th- you're good at that?
3: I think certainly if you speak to my parents, they'll tell you that they knew that I was either going to be a lawyer or a politician. Wow, really? Yeah. Sick. So from a young age, I was always sort of like willing to stand my ground and sort of make my arguments across. Um And obviously it just happened to that I've gone into politics. Yeah. I was like, I want Nutella,
1: it's healthy. <laughs> 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 Look at the back of the job. <laughs> yeah. You know you have to do them arguments. Yeah, you. You, you have to come with the, smart, the facts, and stuff. Facts yeah. own, So
2: what's it like to be a counsellor? Legit, like to be you know, amongst politicians, especially when you're probably hearing the wildest of things, um, people don't agree with Mm. you. Do you have friends? Like, do you you cut it (laughs) up? Do you trip it up? Like, what do you do after work? I don't know. What's your life like?
3: So I would say it's very lonely.
0: Mm. Uh, It can
3: feel very lonely because I think one of the things that you have to realise in politics quite quickly is you can't burn any bridges. So even if you don't like someone or even if you know that someone does something to you that isn't right, you can't take it personally. It's not against you as Swazi. It's against whoever would have been in your position. So you have to quickly distinguish what the difference of what what they're trying to do. Um, So it's very difficult trying to understand that at first because sometimes you're like, why is this person doing this to me? Or Mm. why did they go around and say that behind my back or whatever it is? Um, Mm. So that aspect is very difficult. Also your personal life changes, so you don't have a lot of social time. You're literally working Monday to Sunday. Um, So if one of your residents calls you and says to you, I've got this problem, I might get kicked out of my council house, you can't just say, oh, call me in 10 working days time. <laughs> You've got to sort it out then. Otherwise that person could physically have to move out. I feel I mean? like they do say that though. Uh, well. I, I, <laughs> I like, well, ah, it's a bit I mean, like, I, I, I hope to think that obviously they don't, but you know, yeah. uh, it's one of those things where you don't really have a nine to five working pattern. So you can work from literally from like 6am till 10pm, lots of amazing. events. Um, so it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, you know, like, as I said, um, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. Like to be able to help people, yeah. Just seeing a family, like, a family smile, putting that smile across the face, can be very rewarding. Mm. It's not something that you shout about on social media, but it just, like for me, it feels very good.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And
1: people don't really like get fired, do they? Like when you were talking so you, about burning bridges, fired. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Like, from what I've seen, anyway, I'm not very political, mm. but from what I've observed, people just move around. Like you move to different roles within a party. Um, rather than like ever leaving
3: so you can't be fired as a councillor or you can't be fired as an mp Mad. Um, so basically once you're elected you're elected by the people however your political party can suspend you or they can expel you depending if you do something wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you have to leave as being an mp or being as a councillor you just go up for next election or you just won't think but the reality is that unless you have a political party yeah you're very unlikely to be elected right, as a right, councillor right. or an mp Mad. okay yeah but you get people like Chucky Muna for example who've gone from Labour to Change UK to Liberal Democrats yeah, for example. Man, yeah. I'm even a bit mad
1: still. It's
2: a bit like, <laughs> like football teams you know, like getting the transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, yeah. It's a transfer window yeah. just get yeah. it in. It's so interesting to hear from a young person what it's like to be in the in the realm of politics. How many other young councillors do you think are with you?
3: So I think this time around in 2018 when I got re-elected for the second time I think there was much more young councillors that got elected mm. so it's probably about a dozen or so across London, okay. which I think is really good. Yeah, you know, yeah, Compared yeah. to before, so.
2: That's actually quite good. That yeah. That gives me confidence. I think there's yeah. actually young people flying the flag. Yeah. Because that leads me to the litmus of today. So, we had to get messy in for this one because I've just got all the questions in the world that I will be asking with my whole chest. We need but, to know. Um, yeah, we need to know these things. To so, the litmus to of today is politics cannot survive without young people. Politics cannot survive without young people? Do you agree, yes or no? And either way that you fall, why? Give me your explanation.
3: So 100%, I agree. So I think there's a big myth out there that you know young people are apathetic about politics and they don't care. Um, actually, do you know what it is? I think that people do care about whether they have a decent roof over their shoulders or a job that pays them basic respect or dignity. Mm. The problem is is whether they see traditional forms of politics as a vehicle to address the issues that care about. So when you look at in London, for example, the average first-time buyer of a property spends four hundred and twenty grand on a new property. The average first-time buyer of a property is thirty-nine. The average first-time first-time buyer of a property needs a hundred k in deposit. How many of us can say that we're in that position? Uh, there are more than four million people in this country who oh, are yeah, currently working but are in poverty. What we yeah. have in work poverty, we're the fifth richest country in the world. Rail fares have gone up by thirty-four percent since 2010. Yeah, that is a peak. One. You know, I want to come is back is to transport. Yeah, remind breath. me, remind yeah. me about
2: transport. I'm
1: gonna bang someone over there. <laughs> bro. That is that is so peak. Yeah,
3: and then you look at food banks. You know, more than a million people use food banks, and mm. um, these are just like some examples which disproportionately affect our generation. Now, to say that we don't care about these issues is is false. The problem is the reason why we don't see traditional forms of politics as a vehicle is because one, it's not representative. So the fact that it tends to be, as we said, older people, tends to be people who are white men, basically. Um, Secondly, it's because we're not educated about how democracy works. So most people know what MPs are or have an idea about what MPs are, but no one really knows what a councillor is. And actually, a councillor can have a bigger impact in your Mm. day-to-day life. And thirdly, it's obviously because people just don't trust politicians in the sense that, you know... Like, you know, the exp- expenses scandal that happened in 2008, 2009, for example, unique. when people were just using public money yeah, and they were sort of like hiring their friends as gardeners and stuff like that. What <laughs> was it? They was
1: buying bird baths and that? Yeah, they were claiming for chocolate like, and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You're, you're already on
3: like 77 grand. So yeah, what are you claiming for? Loki, I feel like I would yeah. have done it as well.
2: Oh, the chocolate burn. <laughs> I, I want to know, what do you mean by traditional forms of politics?
3: So I mean, what I mean by traditional forms of politics is I think there's loads of different ways you could do politics. So I think to be interested about these issues, you don't have to be an MP. You don't have to be a councillor. I think when you look around now with the youth climate strikes, for example, mm. there's the young girl, Greta Thunberg, for example, from Sweden. Shout yeah. out, Greta. She's been doing, the, you know, the, like sitting outside parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is now a global movement. Like there are millions of people out there who are going and that's a form of politics. That's a way yeah. of expressing your view. There are people who do it through music. There's a pe- There are people who do it through poetry. There are people who do it through lots of different means. And I think that actually, what I mean by traditional forms of politics is like, you know, going into watching parliament and stuff. That's like a very sort of top, Tier level of politics, and that's how you influence it if by being it. But actually, politics can happen at different levels, so mm. we need to explore what those different avenues are. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you give me, Can you give me a definition of politics? What it is that you're talking about when you're talking about politics? I'd say politics is everyday life. Okay, if I'm honest with you, because you know, like it, it can be anything that you want it to be. Yeah. In terms of, so I, I was having this um workshop once with. Uh, these um, NCS students, and they were basically telling, we're identifying key technological trends. Yeah. And at that time, Pokemon Ge- Go came out. Mm-hmm. So I goes to I goes to him, are you interested about politics? And he goes to me, Nah, I don't care about politics. And I said to him, what's on the news about Pokemon Go at the moment? And luckily, I watched Pokemon Go, that, the, the news <laughs> that day, so I saw something on the news. And he goes to me, oh, he didn't know, so someone else said, oh, they might share your location with the government. Mm. So I said, how do you feel about that? And he said to me, oh, I don't want the government to know where I am. And then all of them in the start, in the room started debating. So some of them were saying, actually, it's a good thing because if something happens to me, then yeah, you they know where know I am. I'm and all. some yeah. of them were like, do you know what? like Actually, it's a bad thing because I want my privacy. And yeah. I was like, look, there you go. That's politics. And if you don't do politics, politics will do you. And what I mean by that yeah. is is that, you know, if if you are passionate about an issue... That is a bar. you need to talk some on that one. Can you just hold it
1: It's a wheel up.
2: Finish him. Perfect.
1: If you don't do what? If you don't do politics, politics will do you. You win! Uh,
2: yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that
1: was sick. That was a bite. Got yeah. that one. Got that one hard. Okay.
2: That's wild. If you don't
1: do politics politics will do you. So then how does democracy work? Because surely if we've all got different opinions about stuff and it's just the majority opinion wins, then what happens like let's say the Pokemon Go thing, for example, mm. your location being shared with the government. If 51%, like Brexit, 51% of the population say No, I'm happy for that to happen. 49% of people have said, "Nah, I don't want my information shared. And then it still gets shared. Is that like, how do we work things like that out? Well, this
3: is where I think we need to rethink the way we do things. I think the problem that the day and age that we live in now, partly because of social media is, is that you get these big complex issues and like people just present them as black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it isn't black and white. Like you say, like, for example, you know, how do we make sure that we can talk about okay fair enough like the majority might think like this but doesn't mean that we should just disregard the 49 percent, for example so how do we find something that's more representative i think personally what you need to do is move towards more like what we call deliberative democracy Mm -hmm. this is like getting a bit more jargony now but it's more about basically if you are going to make a decision on something you kind of pick from society you pick different groups of people who represent different types of groups based Mm -hmm. on sort of gender class ethnicity background all those sorts of things is it pro- like protected characteristics yeah and yeah. then basically like getting them together and actually think about you know what is it that we want to achieve and how do we find the problem is is that we live in an election cycle which is every four or five years yeah it's not so, enough time it's yeah year. there's that Way but also be... politicians like if i'm being honest with you they're thinking how am i going to get re- re-elected in four or five years Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. no one's thinking oh what am i going to do for this country that's going to be an impactful in 20 years time yeah because no one's gonna rate them for that after twenty years time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They're looking at what are the small things I can do when I go back to the election in four years' time. Yeah. Like win people. Exactly. Yeah. I did this. Re- it's like Boris, That's isn't it? nuts,
1: man. Like you know the litmus was politics cannot survive without young people. I don't know what I think about that yet. I'm gonna we're gonna come back to it mm-hmm. at the end. But like I always feel confused because I remember that <laughs> last time I really remember voting, I voted last time I remember voting because something mattered to me was when we were going, to, or when I was going to uni. Yeah. And it was about Lib Dems were the only people that were saying that they were going to let us go to uni for free. And I was like, well, I'm voting for them. Um, and they didn't win. Or they got like a, what is it? When they're thing? Yeah, the coalition. coalition. Wow, yeah. I don't know anything about politics, but they got a coalition. And then I still had to pay to go uni. So I don't, I don't know, like, if, <laughs> like, what the point of it is. Like, I, I mm. it feels like nothing changes.
3: Yeah, but that's the problem, exactly what you just said. That's what I'm saying to you. It's like, most people feel like you, where they feel like, they feel politically homeless. Yeah. They don't really feel people represent them. Mm. And partly that's because those parties don't have young people who represent them, who can connect with ordinary people.
2: If there's no perfect party... How do we vote for a party where we can be confident that my vote will count? I
1: find that hard, man. I remember when you're looking through the manifestos and really trying to understand. And I was like, everybody is dumb. Like, all of this stuff is wrong. And I wasn't sure. But then the only parties that I wanted to vote for were parties that obviously weren't going to win. So there's not really any point in voting for them because they're not going to win my area either.
3: See, you know what the problem is here? It's like, I get it in Hackney as well, right? Sometimes we make a change, for example... And then I speak to my friends or like people in the community and they're like, Mete, why did you not, for example, move that, I don't know, like that poll from there to there, for example, or but the thing is, right, what you gotta understand is is that there are a group of people in our society who are more from a privileged background who know how to engage with, with politicians. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I tell you what, yeah, if for example, ten people inv- emailed one counsellor about one issue, mm-hmm. that counsellor would panic. Mm-hmm. And because they know how to engage with those people, what ends up happening is then the people who are in positions of power end up catering for them because obviously they're concerned. Right. The problem is with, with when you're getting against the like sort of ordering, more ordinary people who don't really have an idea of how politics works, right? Or how these traditional forms of politics works is that because they're often overlooked or they don't have their say, their views don't translate to the politicians. Mm. So then what ends up happening is when the manifesto that you're reading, for example, like most of that would have been shaped by the sort of the usual suspects. So right, the people right, that right. they will speak to, yeah. people already engaged in the system. So what we need to do, right, and this is what I'm trying to do, is really trying to encourage like normal people just to actually get involved in the conversation. So one of the things that we do, like I, do, I run a charity called My Life, My Say, which aims to empower young people to participate in democracy. Right. And one of the things we do is we run something called Democracy Cafe. So basically about taking the conversation out of the formal institutions, but to where people are. So we work with Starbucks, and the idea is, is basically over a cup of coffee or frappuccino, you could talk about politics <laughs> in over a less formal fra- way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: such a specific drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I like I mean, it, innit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. such a sick idea. Yeah. So the
3: idea is basically you don't wear a suit, everyone becomes a speed car um, yeah. and you just talk about it as you see it. Rather than basically like having to go to some, to parliament or going to some university for a talk where you've got a panel of experts talking to a group of young people about the right. issues that affect them. Mm-mm. So he's trying to think, so... What we need to do is is really try and find new ways. I mean, there's a there's a um, congresswoman in America called AOC, mm-hmm. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, she's been a huge fresh breath of like fresh air. So mm-hmm. she, her story is she was basically like us, completely disillusioned from the system. She just thought, you know what? One day, rather than complaining about it, I'm gonna get involved. She was a bartender. Yeah, she took on the fourth most powerful Democrat in the U.S. right, and she beat him. Yeah. She beat him and it was completely
1: unexpected in the Queen. Yeah. She she beat him. Mm. My thing is definitely I think I've reached my conclusion on the question, which is that politics cannot survive without middle class young people. I feel like it can survive without poor young people because poor young people by and large aren't engaged in it anyway. So I, like, I feel like that's how it's perpetuated in the way that you were talking about, where it's like some people know how to work the system. Those are the people that traditionally will engage with the system, and then it stays the same. Mm. Um, maybe maybe it can't change without all young people being engaged. Yeah. But it will definitely carry on. Like if I don't vote, well, I'm not even a young person anymore, but if five years ago I wasn't voting, politics would still carry on, right? How old are you? 29. They're still young. Yeah, but I'm not a young person by like, I think, isn't it 25? is the end. Yeah, it's 25. What but... do you mean the end. Man, like, that's <laughs> it. It's game, beginning the end, Like, Midlife crisis, quarter life crisis. Game the over end. for you.
2: It's
1: game over. Yeah, but I feel like.
2: I don't know, man. I don't know. If, I think class obviously plays a massive part in it. But if you then say that young poor people. Are, if they don't have a voice in it yeah if
1: they're disenfranchised
2: if they're disenfranchised actually just what you said there about like oh if 10 people emailed your local councillor yeah. they would panic exactly bro there's loads of things i could email them and exactly. and like, we just had a, a recent uh, meeting about knife crime in ilford and the the turnout was incredible and you just think who's
1: we when did this happen
2: in um
0: thank
1: you man was trying to take off his jumper he just licked the mic <laughs> <Thank
2: you. laughs> He's out here like,
0: saving to <laughs> <laughs> My um, counsellor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I need you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you
2: don't you. even live in Hackney. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there was a meeting uh, around the corner from from where we live about knife crime because like a young guy died, and loads of people came out. And my mum was like, "Oh, it's really refreshing to see." Like, quote-unquote normal people. But I think when we Mm. hear the word normal, we forget that's you and me. Exactly, We just mean
1: people like us. You just mean...
2: But but I think you just mean people. She was like, oh, Ilford is actually more... Like, more caring about issues when someone takes the stand and says, on such-and-such a day, at such-and-such a time, this meeting is going to happen. Whether that's a young person doing it or not. And actually, it was a young person that held the meeting and, and drew a lot of people. Whether they were... Whatever class, whatever background. But that's the came thing; it from. needs to
3: be led by the, the people. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because the thing is, yeah, it's like organize. You know when they talk about gender pay gap as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Or organizations. Like I know from my charity, for example, because like most of the char- like people who are employed by us are women. When we apply, for- so some people say to me, "How do you always attract like?" And I'm just like, because actually, when people look at the organization, they feel more comfortable because mm-hmm. they're applying. For- it's like me as a ethnic minority. If I'm gonna go somewhere. And there are people who look and sound like me. I'm yeah, more likely to do it. To do you know what I mean? There. Whereas if you go somewhere and you're like no one looks like you, no one sounds like you. I went to my first Labour party in in 2007 when I first joined. I don't go back for another three years mm. because I went there. It was all old people. I was like, what the hell is this? Like I, I was not is... expecting that. I was yeah, thinking no. I'm gonna change the oh, world. Like yeah, also, also. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are sitting there talking about minutes and stuff, yeah. and I was like, wow.
1: Can you explain? Because now I feel like, I actually strangely feel motivated. It's not strange. I feel like you're quite a convincing speaker, but I feel motivated to do something. I don't understand. Like, I feel like because I didn't take politics at A-level, I will never understand the structure of how things work. And I'm really interested to know. So you're a counsellor, and you're saying, I can write you a letter with 10 other people and change what? Whatever you
3: want. So for example, the way it works is is as a councillor, so you have a council. Yeah. Right. So that's what we call local government. So yeah. you have national government, local government. Right. Local government, so you have like council Hackney Council, for example, you'll have fifty-five councillors, let's say, in Hackney. Yeah. Right. That's just I'm just guessing the number now. It's about fifty ish in most councils. And then every area will have their local councillor. Mm-hmm. So I'm a council I represent Stoke Newton within Hackney. Now in, in Stoke Newton, for example, picture the roads, mm-hmm. for example, the schools, um Less so healthcare. We don't really have any like uh, sort of control over that Um, stuff around green space, trees, all these sorts of things. Um, Your housing issues, your anything directly related, we can improve that. So, for example, if you if you thought right, um, you know this this road should be shut down, or we should make it a play street, or Mm -hmm. we should plant more trees on the pavement, or we should we need to fix you know make this a one way street, or Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. If you write to your local council, they'll be able to help you. So your council helps you with the day to day stuff the national government or like your MPs these are more like you know big stuff so like you're talking about you know like health changes to the NHS right. you know like foreign policy yeah. to how much money is the defense going to get like to build more ships for example yeah. or that sort of stuff so the stuff that actually you see that makes a difference in your life is what i would do right
2: so w- when you say all of that cause it's so interesting to know that what do you think we didn't get taught in school that leaves us in this age feeling a little bit lost
3: well, I, don't, I just don't think like it's just like Ben was saying, we don't really understand how the system works. I don't understand how it works. Yeah. I actually applied to be a counsellor and I didn't really fully know what being yeah. a counsellor <laughs> was. I think I can do that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I can wear it. <laughs> but for me
3: it was just, you know, at that point I felt so like fearless. So I was just, like, you know what, yeah. A bit like, you know, when I was talking about a- AOC, I was just like, do you know what, I'm not gonna complain about this no more. I'm ever gonna do it. And loads of people were trying to put me off when I first ran for it. People were saying to me you're too young, you need to finish university oh you know this is not a joke like this is a serious job you're representing <laughs> people not it's not like, right it's not a
1: joke Ah, yeah. oh, i didn't even <laughs> quote no, that. exactly
3: but the thing the lucky thing for me is like growing up in hackney i became sort of numb to that idea of not being offered hope right because we didn't really like we never really got told you can be like i remember going to one of my friends for example going to their primary school teacher um our primary school teacher and saying i want to be a pilot and she was like be realistic you're from hackney Oh. so wow. like, oh my don't gosh. underestimate the impact that this that has on a young person like, of course. I, I, I see a lot of my friends for example and a lot of them don't have the confidence to leave their job yeah they hate it but yeah. they don't have the confidence Do you know why it's because the system we've been brought up in kind of inadvertently tells you Do you know what you accept what you're given yeah so even when they're talking, the best even when we're they're they're talking about knife crime as well for example right mm-hmm. look i'm not trying to defend people who commit crime I think you should be dealt with appropriately, right? Like if you commit and you're responsible for yourself. Like I was brought up right next to Pembury, for example, and Mother mm-hmm. Square, like it's notoriously like sort of the biggest gangs in, in in London. But at the same time as well, for a person to get to that point, something's gone wrong in their life. Yeah. Whether they've been given aspiration, education, yeah. you know, Support. all these sorts of things, exactly. Yeah. And the, with the way we perceive failure, go to somewhere like Cambridge and look at the way, for example, meet people there, ask them about the way they perceive failure, go somewhere like Hackney or Brixton, Ask them how they're scared about failing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in those parts, they're not scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's like there's a systematic issue here about how we actually, you know, there is a direct link between poverty and knife crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't dispute that. And there's a direct link, link between like all these things that we're talking about. It, it's all related to poverty.
2: That's why I think the litmus is why I chose it. Because if politics can't survive without young people, then who's talking to that 66-year-old 60, 60 at the top about knife crime? Because if he or she at the top is just thinking, well, all young people from this background is going to end up doing this... Then we give thanks to someone like you that comes in is like, no, what are you talking about? Do do those 66 year olds have friends with people who are young? Because if they don't, I don't think politics can survive without young people.
3: I agree. But I think, you know, what look, we need to understand it's going to be a process. It's not Mm -hmm. going to happen overnight. I think the only way it's going to work is if more of us get involved and actually lead the change. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know what? Yeah. Like, I think I take Ben's point. I do think that you know, like you are right in the sense that it can still tick on mm-hmm. without people from certain backgrounds getting yeah, yeah, involved. Yeah. However, all you're doing is plastering the issue over the issue. Mm. The issue is not being dealt with, yeah. And you see it right <clears throat> now, like you know, like they may be able to make some changes, for example, that might buy them five more years, ten more years, fifteen more years, whatever. Mm. But at the same time, what's all all that's going to happen is always going to come back down to the root cause of the problem, which is that people are fed up with the system, yeah. and they need something different. So. Ultimately, unless you actually address the issue, it's not going to happen. And I think personally, the young people are best placed to lead that. And I think when you look at history, all of our biggest like biggest names like Nelson Mandela, all these people, when you look at when they actually stepped up, yeah, they were all young.
2: Exactly. You know what I mean?
3: They were all young. Mm. MLK is the same. You know, Muhammad Ali is the same. Mm-hmm. All these
1: people were, were, were at a young age, you know, Greta Thunberg and everyone. So yeah. and I think it can happen.
2: Yeah,
1: big time. I want to ask about Brexit because again, I feel like this is something I know nothing about. I feel like it's also incredibly important. I must take a drink. Have a sip, man. <laughs> take a break. Um, I'm I'm interested to know, particularly in the context of, like, young people and working class people, I feel like with the Brexit decision, we reached we reached a conclusion which is only beneficial for people who have money. I don't know if that's right or wrong. This is what I've picked up from the random sources that I have. But I feel like if you've got enough money to be like, hmm, this is a bit crap right now. I'm going to duck for a couple of years and then come back. Or I'm going to do, 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 set up my business overseas or whatever. You'll survive. You'll be fine. For the rest of us, we're a little bit screwed. And I don't understand, again, like, how we've arrived at that point if we're in a democracy. Like, I I think it's nuts. What was the percentage of people that voted Remain in London? Oh, it must have been, like, more than 60%. And But then nationally, like... Yeah. M- the majority of people voted to leave, to leave. yeah and i do four percent what like what is that is that just like fear mongering is it like the n- the narratives that we're being fed are incorrect or what was happening there
3: so i think you know this is i think the wrong thing to do if i'm honest with you i don't think brexit's the right answer okay. for the future this country needs right however i think the wrong thing will be to do is to basically brand all those 52 percent of people racist or for example like they vote a certain way because they think a certain way right i think some of those had people had like genuine <sighs> concerns so when you look at i think the biggest contributing factor has actually been this government's uh, austerity program since they've been coming out in 2010 like what does austerity mean please? austerity basically means where you stop borrowing you basically cut frontline services so what, what ends up happening is is that the government after the financial crash obviously lost a lot of money mm-hmm. it was um borrowing lots and lots of more money mm-hmm. so what this government says, is, there's like different theories, but they, they pursued an austerity programme, which is basically saying, we're not going to borrow no more money to basically fund these stuff. Mm-hmm. What we're going to do is we're basically going to cut it until we eventually balance the books. Right. So they stop spending. Right, 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 right. Now, some people say that, oh, you should actually borrow more money, invest it more into the economy. And eventually when people get back into work and you'll do that sort of thing, back. you'll make it back in the long term. But they obviously chose to make all those cuts. Now, the problem when they've done that is, what ended up happening is poverty levels like went through the roof. In Hackney, look, like we've got thirty six percent of children under the under the poverty line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Mm-hmm. Like so when you got all these big issues, people are fed up. Like you go to like if you think we got problems in London, yeah. you go to some parts of London like outside yeah. L- London most people leave their towns and cities and they come so to come, London yeah. or go to Manchester because there is no future for them there. Yeah, you so what I'm saying? You know, like, we get frustrated when we're waiting for a bus for three minutes. Mm. Yeah. These people, some people have to wait for a bus for, like, half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. That, that's the levels of inequality that you're talking about. So for them... It's true, that's very when, true. They, when they had this Brexit vote, it wasn't that people were annoyed at the European Union. Most people don't even know what the European Union does for us because we've never been educated about it. For them, it was a way of saying, you know what? Had enough of I've, I've, I've had enough of the system, and this is where I'm going to protest my vote. Now, going back to this conversation we had of of um of this podcast when we were talking about the electoral system mm. in general elections, if you live in an area where, let's say, like in Hackney, and you're a conservative voter, basically there's no point in voting yeah, because no your point. vote don't count nationally. Yeah. Whereas, so
2: explain that though, because there's not enough conservative leaders to be voting for for you to outdo. Anyone no. else no. from the party?
3: It, it's basically like, so the way it works is obviously like the demographics in Hackney, for example, are more likely, people are more likely based on history to vote for Labour Party, right? Yeah. So the way the electoral system we have is called the first past the post system. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is, is that we have um, like, so if you get 20,000 votes, I come second and I get 19,500 votes, mm-hmm. I then lose, right? Yeah. You won, you became the MP for Hackney. That's it. My vote don't count to the national vote. So, mm-hmm. that, so if I'm a conservative candidate, that won't go to the thing. So, for example, in 2010, you had a position where, or forget 2010, 2015, you had a position where, um, UKIP got 13.1 percent. They had one MP, mm. yeah, 13.1 <laughs> percent. But then SMP, for example, had I think similar percentage, probably even just less, mm. but it had 69 MPs mm. or 59 MPs, one of the two. Yeah. So it shows you that electoral system's quite a thing. So. With the Brexit vote, with the referendum, it was one person, one vote. Yeah. It was majority, so mm-hmm. everyone felt like their vote was going to count, and that yeah. was a way where they thought, "Do you know what? That this is where I'm going to express my vote, my 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 voice." So yeah, I'm fed up of voting yeah. and nothing happening. I, but yeah. then at the same time, like we should have never had that referendum in the first place because the whole reason why we had it was because David Cameron. He, it wasn't because he wanted to give people a say about the future of the European Union, and if he did want to do that, why did not you give it a year so people could properly be informed Understand, about it? Yeah. He had it like gave it like three months. What he done is he wanted to appease UKIP and Nigel Farage. Yeah. Yeah, because he was losing votes to them. So he was like, okay, the reason why people vote for UKIP is because they want a referendum. So I'm going to promise a referendum so I can get them back to vote for me. Because mm. those were conservative votes shifting to UKIP. Right. And then we end up having it. And then we're in this mess now, basically. And it was a, such a complex issue.
2: Yeah. That put wasn't into like a very explained. binary
3: yes or no. Yeah. Also, when you're saying leave, like what type of leave? yeah like there are like 10 different ways to leave yeah Mm. and now that's why we have the problem where we have now is because there's this whole disagreement about how
1: you leave yeah and everyone's like no we don't want a no deal brexit doesn't make sense yeah and no deal obviously is like it's going to be massively that's very Mm. peak for us
3: yeah i think
2: i don't think politics can survive like young people i think unless young people are tapped into stuff like that like Mm. it it will just bypass you do you Mm. know what i mean like god willing i have children they will look back at this be like what were you doing Mm. and it was because People were like, leave or remain. Genuinely, genuinely, and I don't know if this resonated in your camp here, but people were like, "Isn't the question, do I want immigrants to leave or remain?" And that's how people voted. Like, genuinely, in in like, at work, on the road, people were just like, "Yeah, I voted for them to leave." And I was like, "No, guys, look, that's not the uh, art. That's not the question. (laughs) That's not the question." So forget young people. That's just olders within like Mm. conversations where they where they would have the power to matter. And I was like, "Wow, young people! We we knew that wasn't the question, and yet the conversation of oh, young people don't vote. A lot of young people voted. I, yeah. I think I think a lot of people did come out to vote.
1: So w- the, what's the solution here? Is it education? I really like the the initiative that you started. Did you said yeah. that you started the charity called My Life, My Say? My Life, My Say. That sounds really like it sounds like something I would go to and learn.
2: Yeah, come. Which
1: is go, you came to bruh, event went. It. So you're going to come g- in. She doesn't tell me about no future. <laughs> oh, <it>? no. <laughs> I, I told her to tell all, like, all her friends bruh. and stuff. Oh, she must have missed out <laughs> on from the, the broadcast this. <laughs> that is rude. Okay, but that sounds really good because it sounds like something where, it sounds like something that's accessible. Like yeah. I could just go and it wouldn't be stress or like mm. pressure, I wouldn't have to like switch on my thinking cap, mm. do you know what I mean? I could just go and sit and learn something. Exactly. Mm. Um, and I feel like the, the solution to this issue is widespread education but 100%. not necessarily like education in school 100 okay cool i feel like i understand that what would you propose
3: so i think you know it's, it's a mixture of different things that you like there is no one way to fix right. it i think it's a long-term solution um i think we've also got like this danger we've got now around sorry i'm going off topic here but like Around social media and like fake news as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, how do you address that? So, like for example, like we live in a clickbait generation as well. Like people just look at the headline and they're like, "Ah, yeah. oh, this is what." Retweet. Yeah, exactly. True or not? Whereas, like you know, so what I think we need to do is go into schools, build those soft skills for children. For example, like around critical thinking, mm-hmm. you know, understanding diversity, all those things that are going to help you in the future. Because even when we're talking about disadvantaged kids, for example, yeah. When you think about it, like when you go to school, we learn about like periodic tables. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't even remember, like apart from oxygen or carbon <laughs> dioxide. Zinc and... I, that. Yeah. <laughs> but do you, do you, for example, learn about, you know... About mortgages, nah. how do you negotiate your pay? Nah. How do you negotiate a pay, uh, thing, a promotion at work? Nah. You tax. know all these things that exactly that are going to help you in your life, and they all relate to politics. Like we don't learn none of that sort yeah, of stuff. I so I literally just guess. I think education is a huge part, especially around building a person's so or capacity building. So it's around building those skills that are going to be important for that person. And then obviously, like we need to obviously educate people about how like the the different layers of politics works, because mm-hmm. if people aren't informed about it. How are they going to, like, make an informed decision? Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary botox cosmetic out botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you
2: So go into um, My Life, My Say, and just the m- amount of young people that you meet, um, to wrap up the litmus, which is people, um, young people are, are- Politics cannot survive. Yeah, politics cannot survive without young people. What top three tips would you give to young people who wanna engage with politics um, so that their vote counts or their say can make the difference?
3: It's- that's a good question should have asked me that before I, <laughs> me that. Right. I was like ah, <laughs> um, let me check Britain do you want to come in with me <laughs> I something. well I would say no I have no idea <laughs> just no, vote no. Um, so I would say you know when people say oh, how is my vote going to make the difference yeah. mm. if a hundred of us vote like that or a million of us vote like that then it won't make a difference right. so I think you know what it is, like there are people who died to have the right to vote. Yeah, that's a big um, one. And I don't think we I think sometimes we take it for granted. So I know you got look at Hong Kong right now. Mm-hmm. It's huge protest. People like out there like literally putting their lives out on the line yeah. because they don't have what we have. Yeah. So why are we taking it for granted? Do you know what I mean? So that's the number one thing. So believe in the power of a vote. Secondly, like don't be afraid to ask for what's your right. So for example, I'm here to serve people as a politician. I'm i ca- I'm here to serve people, not the other way around. Right. So when I when I'm a councillor, I'm not the council's voice to the people. I'm the people's voice to the council. Mm. So you need to hold me account. Don't be scared to come up to you or go up to your MP and say, why did you vote like that on you know on X Y and Z or why did you do that? Oh, I want you to do that. There are people who do it, yeah. so don't feel afraid. Like these people shouldn't feel like you, can you know challenge something. Them. exactly. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to challenge them. And then thirdly, what I would say is as well is. You know what? Like, you know, sometimes again, you know, going back to the first one, sometimes people think you can't make a difference, right? There's a there's a girl called Gina Martin, um, who you know the upskirt in... yeah, shout yeah. Out, right, young Gina. Now this this is like you're talking about a normal girl who probably didn't have no interest in politics prior to to what happened. She changed the law, a, the law exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She changed the law because of something she experienced, and so she thought, you know what? I'm not going to stand for this. So. Actually do you know what like we live in an age now where it's so connected through digital, like social media and everything as well you can make a difference you just need to be able to look and look for the right people mm. to help you and guide you through that so Actually just believe in yourself a bit more. I think that's mm. what the sort of overall thing would be.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you look at past movements, man. Like yeah. civil rights or just, you know, Gina as well. If she just felt upset about something, got engaged exactly, and look yeah. at the results that can come through it. And if you just sit on your hands, yeah. you don't really have the right to complain because you're not engaged with it and it's not about trying to be a counselor or you just need to engage with small, small activity yeah. Yeah, and exactly. and that can happen. And if so. you're right,
3: you are a citizen, you pay your taxes. Yeah, Why for shouldn't real? you? Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you feel apologetic about asking for what should be your right to shape Mm-mm-mm. you know
2: Watch everyone start emailing their counsellors now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Be like, what do you mean you did this? I need to I need to hold you excuse accountable. Excuse me,
1: excuse me. <laughs>
2: yeah. I
1: disagree with that decision. Sending yeah. yeah. hella memes on just, email. Just, just don't like... do it in Hackney, yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm coming to Stoke Newton. <laughs> yeah.
2: Stoke
1: who Sickman, thank you so
2: much for coming in. We've really, really appreciated you just like giving us the gems and topics. Yeah,
1: and man, that
3: was sick. everything
2: from Brexit to being a counselor, even to know your what's your counsellor age?
3: Uh, I was elected at like, 21. And oh, you mean like as in yeah. the national? I oh, was 66.
2: 66. Yeah,
3: so yours is like 47. And you're 47. <laughs> I'm 47.
2: Yeah. are living your best yeah. 47
3: yeah.
2: life. Trust me. <laughs> um, plug my life, my say, real quick.
3: Yeah. So uh, guys, if you want to follow us and see what we're up to, um, you can follow us on at my life, my say on Twitter. So. Social- Instagram and all the other sort of social media platforms, or at www.mylifemysay.co.uk. And what's happening
2: in November?
3: And we've got the Common Futures Forum where Swazi so we so is going to be the host. Yeah. Shouts. Yes, we've got yeah. some very interesting speakers. Uh, last year we hosted the Mayor of London, City Khan, and 48 other speakers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do it again this year, so it's going to be bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want the conversation to be real. We want it to be like just like you guys have on your other episodes where you talk. Do you know what, actually, you guys probably talk about politics a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it is. What we want is basically conversations to happen around these issues that affect our day to day life. So. Yeah if you want to come uh, we'll be putting out the details soon so yeah. definitely follow
2: yeah.
1: Definitely.
2: yeah sick that has been the Limits for today politics cannot survive without young people let us know give me the, the uh, outro is
1: it like, review, subscribe <laughs> rate, review, subscribe <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs>
2: Wait,
1: a whole two seasons and we still don't know what it is rate, review, subscribe let us know what you thought if you've got any questions leave them in the comments in the and we'll comments. get back to you if there's anything you want us to talk about let us know yeah. and we will talk about it
2: It's been the Litmus Podcast. We'll see
0: you soon. Bye. Bye. Botox Cosmetic. Out Botulinum Toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.